everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Are we still allowed to do that? Is there like a time when we're not allowed to do that? I, I, I always wonder. Kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa. No mai harimai ki te kāinga hou o te whari karakia Cornerstone. Welcome to this house of prayer that is Cornerstone, this house of the Lord. And uh, I am excited about um, today, I'm excited about this year. And I am excited to see your beautiful faces and I'm excited to be seen by those at the satellite service. Do you want to, well, you guys can play along if you want as well, but everyone in the middle, can you like awkwardly turn around and wave at the camera and be like, hi, nice to see you satellite service, we love you guys. Hey, um, if I haven't met you before, kia ora, my name is uh, Andre or Dre, my beautiful wife Hannah and I, we lead Cornerstone Church Rolleston along with a fantastic team and it is good to see you here this morning. Thank you for coming in. You, did you, anyone else feel like they needed like a machete? You know, to get in here because it kind of felt like you were adventuring through a jungle, like you had to turn left here, and yeah, it was uh, it was intense. But I appreciate you guys coming along. Hey, um, start of a new year, and um, I I had been thinking towards the end of the year, um, <laughs> I'm going to break a leadership rule. Are you ready? One of these leadership rules that you'll read in, you'll read in a leadership pastor's manual is you don't be over honest and genuine about how you're feeling about things if things are not great. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to break the rule for a second, so forgive me. (laughs) The other pastor's like, don't do it, don't do it, they'll know. (laughs) The pastor, FBI, will come and get you. Um, I, I found last year and the year before, really, whatever you want to put there, hard, blinking hard. I really did. And I don't know if it was just me. Does anyone else want to encourage me and wave their hand if they found the last couple of years just a little bit tough? Um, um, Jealous of anyone who didn't put their hand up. Uh, Ruben put two hands up. Good work, brother. Um, I found last year really hard. Um, And I really did. I struggled. And getting towards the end of the year, looking to this year, I was like, (laughs) you know that nervous laugh? that you have. I had that nervous laugh going on. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. What does this look like? Um, but I really felt like God gave me a Bible verse, which we're actually going to have in here tonight, uh, today. Um, it's not about this scripture, but it is there. If you've got your phones or your Bibles with you today, um, follow along. There are a lot of scriptures. Again, I'm breaking like another pastor rule. There is quite a lot of scripture today. I mean, that's always good to have a lot of scripture, but there are a lot of scriptures, uh, even for the, even for normal. Um, but I, I want you to follow along, and i am really just been thinking about this year and been thinking about what, um, what, what do I want to start with? I have a picture, I have a vision for this year, and I'll, I'll unpack that uh, in a couple of weeks. But, you know, um, I've said this before. My favorite thing as a pastor is seeing people step up, step into what God has got for them. I love seeing people mature develop and grow in their Christianity. I love seeing people step up in their leadership skill. I love seeing people step up in their pastoral gifting, their prayer gifting, their financial gifting, whatever it is. That spins my wheels. It has been my wheeled spinner for about a decade, and I just, I love it. That's, That's what gets me up in the morning being a pastor, just seeing people going, oh man, I'm really nervous about this, but I'm going to step into it. And I'm sitting on the lines, I'm like, woo! I'm like a cheerleader. A cool one, no. 
No, cheerleaders are cool. Apparently there's like a cheerleader thing on Netflix. I haven't seen it, but I got told I should watch it. Ah, that person was wrong. Okay. <laughs> so I, um, I've been thinking about this year, and I've got a bit of a message. <laughs> Thank you, Elliot, for stealing my message. I appreciate it. Um, you know, does anyone like going to someone's house and seeing slightly embarrassing photos of that person? Is that just me? Like, if I see pictures up on them, all like, yeah, 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 nice to see you. Ah, look at you with the moustache. Aren't moustaches cool, by the way? <laughs> hands up if we're keeping the moustache for next Sunday. Anyone? Uh, I saw three hands. We don't need to measure anything else. That's great. Okay. Um, I have some embarrassing photos here today of me, okay? So um, laugh away. You have full permission uh, to do so. Um, I used to be a runner. That's not a joke. Don't laugh. Um, I used to be involved in athletics, track and field, um, harriers, long distance, cross country, did the whole thing from the age of uh, four all the way up to 17 when um, I left home. And um, I, I know a little bit, I know a thing or two about competitive racing. Um, do you guys want to see some embarrassing photos? There's me, front right, at seven. Um, <laughs> All I knew is that I've seen people on the Olympics do this. Could you get a kid that's any more straight? I'm like literally like this. I was just so proud of myself. Um, Here's me running my little heart out, coming last. Um, That's why there's no one else in the photo. Um, And uh, I went all over the country um, racing and running and doing all sorts of things. My whole family did. And uh, there's me doing some long jump. Uh, again, I wasn't very good. It looks like I'm sitting in a chair. Uh, there's me running, looking very tired uh, and perplexed. Here's the thing. I ran a lot. I did it. Uh, I went to, we had practice about three times a week. Um, every Saturday we were out running, uh, no matter the summer or the winter, just depending, there's just different styles of running. And um, I would come last most of the time. And my um, friends and stuff would make fun of it. Um, but I didn't, I didn't really care too much. You know, when I play cards now, I'm a really good loser. When I win, eh, I could probably develop that part of my character. I'm a really good loser, not a great winner. Perhaps because of all the losing I did when I was a kid. Um, and I remember this lovely old guy. Um, his name was Brian Milne. And I remember that because... One day at athletics, we had like a whole bunch of events, and I came last at everything. But I had a little smile on my face, um, probably because my mum kept feeding me sugar, um, and it was the 80s. <laughs> and uh, he came up to me, and he said, oh, how are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm all right, a little bit sad that I keep coming last. And he said to me, someone's always got to come last. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, I think you're the one that comes last because you've got enough character to persevere through it and you're going to develop from it. Years later, I found out he was an elder at a church, and it was like one of the, I didn't even know, and uh, he spoke something over my life that really encouraged me. And I was like, yeah, well, I come last because um, it's developing me, and I'm better than you, and you can't handle it, so that's why I have to come last. Um, that was my logic as, a, as an eight-year-old. Um, so I ran, did all this sort of stuff, and I understand what it takes to run a race. I do. Um, I won some medals and things, um, but I was tiny, okay? Like, I'm not a big guy now, but I was tiny. Like, my mum is five foot three, 
And I think when I left home at 17, I was maybe the same height as she is. Um, and so have a look at this next photo. I raced these, um, well, there was a big field. This was at the Colgate Games, which is kind of like your national championships. Um, there's me. Look how little I was compared to the other 14-year-olds. That's me at 14. I was about five foot one. Um, but I, I started to get better. I started to improve and I started to grow because I started to understand that practice um, and uh, preparation were really important parts of being an athlete. And I started improving and I started beating that guy that came first. I bet him a couple of months later. Um, and I was super stoked, even though these guys were way bigger than me. I tried and I tried and I tried. Hey, can I have four volunteers, preferably kids? Are there any kids who want to volunteer today for a little something? It's going to be fun. And if I can find a chocolate bar, I'll give you something. Yeah, come on, girls. Carla, Carla, yeah, Carla, let's give them a big round of applause, there's two, Isaac, do you want to come up as well, no one, no one else, anyone, Sarah, do you want to come up, good girl, okay, we need one more, go Isaac, okay, everybody give them a big round of applause, all right, Um, Dan, can you create a pathway through my child's uh, junk, because they're going to go that way, what I want you guys to do, is I want you to run a little race for me, now, um, who thinks they know who's going to win. Don't start betting in church. That's not okay. But who thinks they get, who's going to win out of these ones? We got pretty good here. She's small. What about this one over here? Yeah, good. This one over here, she looks pretty fast. Isaac's pretty fast. Um, what I want you guys to do, just for a second, would you mind running around the church really quickly, watching for cables, and then coming back here for me? And then I'm going to do something, and then I'm going to ask you to do it again. Is that okay? Can you guys encourage them for me, please? Come on. Okay. Are you ready? Let's line up. Let's line up here. Okay, this way, guys. Okay. Come here, Sarah. Okay. Over here, Isaac. All right, this way. Okay, back, back. All right. Okay. We're going to count down from three, two, one, and then the kids are going to boost it around, and then they're going to come around. If there's anyone along the side, please push some stuff. Thanks, Kendall, health and safety officer. Appreciate it. All right. Don't push each other. I feel like if we got Lyndon when he was a kid, he would be like super competitive right now. Are you ready? Count down with me. Three, two, one, go! Run, run, gun! Really good. Run, 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 run. Yeah. Come on! Woo! High five! High five, well done, second, third, fourth, well done. Okay, good job, really good job. Um, That was good, you did a lot better than me when I was your age, Isaac. We've got photos to prove it. Okay, here's the thing. Um, Lyndon, can I have your hand for a second, please? Oh, she's Batman, that's awesome. Can you tie those two bigger girls together, please? Isaac, put this over your eyes. Take your glasses. You, you're not going to need your glasses anyway. <laughs> okay, one second, guys. We're almost there. Oh, we don't want to put tape on her legs. That's not going to be great. Sarah, is it alright if I tie your legs together? Good. She's like, mm hmm. <laughs> Oh, I did it! 
All right, okay. I figured, hey, we got the kids in the service, let's make it fun and um, torture them. Okay. <laughs> right, this time, Isaac, please be careful. I don't want to be, hey, do you remember when the pastor's son broke his face because he put a thing on? No, let's not have that moment. So just take it easy, Isaac. Um, okay, can we do the same race, please? Ready? Everybody help count them down. Three, two, one, go! It's slow going. It's slow going. Oh, all right. Man down. Isaac's lost. Someone help that poor boy. Give him directions. All the rope has come loose. Yeah, go, go, go. That's a tie. Well done. Hey, give these guys a big round of applause. Thanks, Lyndon. They tied it really tight. Okay. Your mum's got your glasses. There you go. Okay. Well done. Hey, the point is, you can't run a race um, when you're entangled. You can't run a race when your legs are tied up. You can't run a race when you're chained up. It's just impossible. And I really genuinely believe that God was saying to me that um, all of us, myself included, have picked up chains. We've picked up rope. The beanie's fallen over our eyes spiritually. And there have been things that we have just put up with over the last couple of years. Um, And as we're coming into a new lap this year, would you drop it? Do you need that in your life? I would even say that for some of the things that are um, barriers to us, might have been things that were helpful to us initially. And have become barriers since. What is it that you are carrying that you don't need to carry? What restraint do you have on you? See, when I ran, I knew that preparation and practice, and I needed to be as light as possible, right? Like I would, I would um, slim down. I would make sure I had the right running shoes. I would make sure that I wasn't uh, carrying anything. I had like the lycra pants and the lycra top, and all the girls thought I was cool. No. <laughs> didn't happen. Um, and I did everything I could to lighten the load. And I understand as an athlete, the same is, in, is, is, the, the same is, in, is true in motorsports, the same is true with cycling, all those things. You need to be light to, to run the race. You know, we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I think that these circumstantial things that have happened over the last couple of years, or other things, whether it's um, romantic relationships that are broken down, Uh, marriages, whether it's uh, workplace or family stuff. Um, I think that the enemy has used those circumstantial things to distract us, to tie us up, and to slow us down. And I believe that every one of us has something. Maybe it's just something tied around the ankle. Maybe we're blindfolded. But today is the day, I believe, that we can get rid of that stuff. We don't have to carry it. And you know what? Sometimes when you've had something tied around, anyone seen something tied around like a, a sheep's leg that's been there for a long time? Sometimes the skin starts to grow over it's been there so long. 
And it might be a little bit hurtful. It might be a bit hard to remove some of this stuff. But you have to. My encouragement for you today would be run the race freely. That each of us have our own run, our own race to run. You with me so far? Hey, so um, the name of the sermon today is You Got More Than This. No, it's all right. I'm not a 14-year-old spelling. There's a reason. You've got more than this. Can you guys say that for me? I just think it'd be funny to hear you say it. Can you say, you've got more than this? It's this? No, okay. Hey, you've got more than this. You know, the, the enemy comes to kill and steal and destroy. You know, the devil doesn't stop us from running. That would often be way too obvious. What the devil will often do is slow us down to a point where we actually are the ones that will stop. Right? So, um, you've got more than this. The devil wants to say um, that he wants you to stay wherever you are. He doesn't want you to grow. And in fact, if you're probably under 40 or 50, you would have heard the term, oh, that person dissed me. Right? That person disrespected me. That's what it's short for. They dissed me. They, they had a go at me. They said something to me about me, and, and now there's an issue between us. I think I came up with five disses that I think the enemy uses. Uh, number one, if you're going to write this down, I think that the enemy tries to discourage us. We are discouraged. Um, and there's a Bible verse Second uh, Timothy that says, I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. I don't know about you, but there have been times over the last year or so that I have really struggled. I, I, I have a faith, a Christian faith, but sometimes I lack the faith to see what God is doing amongst the storm, in the darkness. And when I read this scripture, I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Being discouraged is really hard. Can anyone be honest? Anyone been discouraged through this whole season? Has there been a discouragement? Once or twice. (laughs) Faith gets us through discouraging times. You know, discouragement is like, I was thinking about this, it's like having a little stone placed on you, then another little stone, and then another little stone, and another, 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 and another, until you're piled up with stones and rocks and rubble. And every little bit, Um, tires you, it wears you down to a point where you can no longer even lift them off anymore because you're so worn and so tired. Often that's what discouragement does. Even though we know the way forward, we are so discouraged that we can no longer actually just pull the stones off. We're covered. Courage doesn't start in bravery. I'll say that again. I don't believe that courage starts with bravery. I believe that a Christian courage starts with peace. Right? When you are discouraged, if you can find true, genuine, God-authentic peace in your life, yes, there might be discouraging things, but I bet that you will be less, you won't have a, a, a heaviness of discouragement over you. There's a Bible verse. Back that up. John 16, I have told you these things, John 16, 33. I've told you these things, Jesus speaking, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, 
But take heart, I have overcome the world. There is peace. If you're struggling with discouragement, seek God's peace. And it will give you courage. Because here's the thing. In this word discouragement, what other word is there? Is courage. God gives you courage. And often the things that um, are for us, the enemy wants to use against us. So if you are discouraged, my prayer for you today is that you would be encouraged, that you would have courage, courage that comes from a peace. When I was blind and I lost all my eyesight and everyone said, mate, you've got to go to the, you've got to learn Braille, you've got to do this, you know, you'll never get back to work, you'll never drive again. I had the, I had a peace that said, it doesn't matter. Even if that is the case, my God is who he says he is. Thank you, Matt. My God said that I would be okay, no matter what. I have a peace about that. People say, man, you're so courageous. I was like, no, not really. I just have a belief that God is who he says he is. Yesterday, today, in this hard time, and tomorrow, I believe. Number two, disabled. How are we getting disabled when we run? Are our legs getting tied together? I was thinking about this, and I was really just thinking about sin, living in sin, not just maybe one sinful act, but living in sin. Hebrews 12 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders uh, and the sin that is so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. Throw it off. Don't let it entangle you. I know right now there'll be people amongst us um, that have struggled with things. Addictions, mental health perhaps. Um, other, other things that we've struggled with. Maybe things that are overtly sinful. My encouragement to you is this. Why not today? Why can't God remove it today? Why can't you go to the foot of the cross and say, Lord, can today be today? Can, can I get the beanie off my eyes today? Am I strapped to that person as cool as they are? But, you know, I want to get away from that now. I want my own freedom. Today could be your day. But sin disables us. You know, I, I've written here, living in sin, living in sin, often kills our desire to reach full potential. When we live in sin, we just don't see the hope and the glory ahead of us. We think everything's going to be like this, and it changes our thought process. It changes our thinking. I don't want that for you. God doesn't want that for you, and the person sitting next to you doesn't want that for you. Throw it off. But you know what? Disable, right? God is able. God is able to overcome. Listen to this cool verse, 2 Corinthians 9. And God is able. God is able to make all grace abound to you, or forgiveness, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, he may abound in every good work. Here's the difference between condemnation, which if you're living in sin, the devil's like, hey, you're living in sin. You're never going to get right. Everybody hates you. You're the only person like you. No one, no one, no one knows you can't tell anyone. Keep it in the dark. That's condemnation. No hope forward. Conviction, on the other hand, is from Christ, where conviction says, hey, yes, you've got something in your life, but I so love you, 
and you, there is hope for you in the future. There's a pathway out. Difference between conviction and condemnation. So if you are struggling with stuff at the moment and you're having that heaviness on you, um, get, a, get around a friend, ask them to help you walk with this. And conviction is not the same as condemnation. Pray, seek God. And, and I would love to pray for you if that's you today. Don't feel condemned another day longer. It's like running around here with knives hanging around your neck. Not cool. Third one, disobey. Now, I don't know why it's done that. It's not, oh, disobey. Just ignore that, sorry. Galatians 5, 7 says this. You were running a good race. Who cut in front of you to keep you from obeying the truth? Listen to this. True obedience to God is not surrender, but a refuge. True surrender to God is not a, not a surrender, but it's a refuge. When you really believe that God is who he says he is, abiding by some rules isn't something that you do just because, but you go, man, my God is so big. My God is so powerful. My God loves me so much. I'm going to listen to him. And if he says this is good for me or that's not, you know what? I've been on this earth 38 years. Uh, He's been around a bit longer. He knows a thing or two. I'm going to trust in him. And I think disobedience to the things of God, and I also think that pride is a big part of disobedience. Is anyone here? Don't put your hands up. You probably wouldn't because you don't want people to know. Or maybe you would if you've got pride issues. Yes, look at me. Um, (laughs) Proudly putting your hand up. If you have pride issues, that can be something that hinders your running, hinders your race. If that's you this morning, there is an opportunity to see that broken off you. What are we, number four or is that number three? No one's writing it down. We'll just make it up as we go. Number four. Obey. Disobey. You can obey. When you obey God, there is strength in listening and, and doing what God has asked us to do. Number four, disappointed. Anyone being disappointed? You know, I'm a guy that has goals and targets. I did really well in sales because I was like, oh, I don't want a black star. Give me a shiny gold one. Not just a red one, but a shiny gold one. So I love goals and I love looking forward and I love achieving things. So over the last couple of years, can you imagine my poor little heart every time we're like, right, we're going to do Father's Day out. We're going to do this big, great event. Doesn't happen. Like, all right, we're going to, you know, try and build some connect groups. Doesn't happen. Oh, we're going to take all the young people here and we're going to get them powerfully impacted at a, at a conference. Doesn't happen. We've just got a new puppy. She won. <clears throat> um, and it does this a lot. Like legitimate puppy dog eyes. It's like, that was my face when all this stuff. I struggled with disappointment. And you know what disappointment can do? It can lead to... Um, Regret, it can lead to anger, it can lead to lots of different things. Are you harboring disappointment in your life that is breeding uh, things that are not good? Uh, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. This is my Bible verse for the year. Felt like God gave me this, and this was me. But those who hope in the Lord, I had a lot of hope, and I have a lot of hope for this year, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. I'm like, yeah, give me some of that, Lord. They'll run and not grow weary. Yeah, I can run. And they will walk and not be faint. Thank you, Jesus. Disappointed. You know, God appoints us. 
God has something for your life. If you're sitting here today and going like, well, I don't even know if I'm on a race. I don't even know if I'm in the car park of the place to watch the race. God does have a race for you. You know, disappointment often leads us away from what God is pointing to in the first place. We just walk away from it. Number five, distracted. Now, I'm not naming names. I am genuinely not. I'm not having a go. I'm not, you don't over um, look into what I'm about to say. But a lot of stuff has happened in the last years, last couple of years, and there have been a lot of opportunities to be distracted. There's this old funny saying. As Christians, the main thing is we've got to keep the main thing the main thing. Great to talk about peripheral things. But I know of individuals, say, let's use Facebook, for example, who used to post things like scripture, uh, memes about Jesus, I don't know, uh, photos, uh, testimonies, encouragement, things that would be like, hey, this is happening in my life. But I know these individuals, and now they're not doing that. They're just posting stuff about things that make them angry, things they are against. And no longer are they lifting up the name of Jesus. No longer are they talking about what God is doing in their lives. Um, But they are distracted. Now, wherever you are on that spectrum doesn't matter. I'm just saying, (laughs) is Jesus still the center? Don't get distracted. Love people. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, body, mind, and soul. Do that first. Then love, 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 love your neighbor. But they're different to me. They're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong. Who cares about who's right or wrong? Come on, let's love each other. I've actually, I've both been the most upset with Christians in this time about how they've responded to things. In the same breath, I have been the most impressed with some Christians as well. People who agree, disagree on different opinions. It's just been excellent to see people put love first. Well done if you've been doing that. Hey, just really quickly, we're going to wrap it up. Distraction is the enemy's first tool in taking our focus. If we're no longer looking at Jesus, what did Peter do when he wasn't looking at Jesus? He drowned. Hey, when we're spiritually prepared, um, the physical barriers are much less of a barrier. They're much less of a distraction. When we are prepared, when we are ready for the fight, ready for the run, um, you're going to see so much more freedom in your life. I just know that there are people here with ministries, with new employment, with jobs, with a better relationship. If you can just drop some of the stuff that you've been holding on to, God is going to do some awesome stuff in you. Five tips. Write this down on your phone because this is cool even if I did it myself. Five tips before race season. This is stuff that I learned when I was a, a, a runner. And actually, I, I represented New Zealand on uh, a couple of occasions uh, in race walking. <clears throat> you can laugh. No one's going to laugh. Someone wolf whistled. That's not the appropriate thing. When Was that my wife? No. No, it was not her. Definitely not. Okay. Top five things. Uh, before race season. We are just about to start our race for the year, our laps. Number one, spend a lot of time with your coach. My coach when I was running was Murray Savage, grumpy old man that used to say Tuesday, and I was always like, it's Tuesday. Spend time with your coach. Now, who's your coach? 
It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. Spend time in God's presence. Spending time in God's presence, he's going to refine you, counsel you, redeem you, talk to you, speak to you. Spend time in God's presence. Spend time with your coach. That's number one of five tips before race season. Number two, eat well. What are you eating? What are you consuming? Are you consuming stuff that's just like, eh? You know, you can eat a lot of paper, and it's probably not going to kill you, but certainly isn't good for you. What are you watching on Netflix that isn't necessarily bad for you, but it's not going to grow you and help you and, and, and those sorts of things? What are you consuming? What are you eating? Are you eating from a healthy source? Are you looking at what you're consuming going, yeah, I could improve this. That could be something that's helpful. Number three, warm up on race day. You just don't get into it. You run, you, you jog. When you're having a hard time spiritually, or even just at work or wherever you are, I honestly, in your car park before you go, pray. Warm up. Listen to some worship songs. Stretch those calf muscles. I'm running at the moment and my calf muscles are like rocks. Not because of all of the running, but just because I haven't been stretching. <laughs> Stretch. Warm up. Spend time with God. Spend time in prayer. Number four, review your form. I used to watch videos of my racing. And uh, I used to watch back at it. And I would go, yeah, that was good. I could have improved here. I'd go to my coach. What could I do better? My mum was great. She wasn't awesome on compliments, but really good on critiques. So that was good. I remember I won once. And mum said, well, you could have done better. I thought that was hilarious. Well, she was right. I could have done better, but the first thing she said to me. <laughs> Review your form. You know, um, I've said this before. I think it was Socrates that said this. The unexamined life is not worth living. Examine your life. Ask your spouse to help you. Go to a counselor. Go to someone trained if that's good, if that's helpful for you. But um, walk through that. Ask yourself the question, you know, am I doing stuff? There's, I won't name them because they'll be embarrassed, but there's a couple in this church who are of you know, reasonably mature age. And I love them because the pair of them, and I'm making sure I'm not looking at them, do this, um, are really good at reviewing and looking at their life and going, oh, we could improve this. We could fix this. You know, we, uh, we've been around for a long time, but I'm not perfect. I can improve this. I'm not great at that. I could work on that. I love that. That's really encouraging. Review your form. And number five, run with friends. Run with friends. Um, it is so much easier when someone runs past you, run, is outside your house at your letterbox. All right, bro, you ready? Come on, tubby, let's go. Um, and, uh, and we often, when we go, it is better to run with friends. What spiritually are you, have you got a friend to run with? Sometimes your spouse is your friend. Um, but you know, is there, you get into connect groups, connect with people, talk to people. Have you got that friend, a mentor, someone run with friends? Can I have the worship team up please? So those five spend time with the coach which means spend time with Jesus. Number two, eat well, which means consume good things for your soul. Number three, warm up on race day, which is prepare and prayer. 
Number four is review your form. Have short accounts with God. And number five is run with friends. Do your Christian walk in community. All right. Can everybody take a deep breath? Out. I can't hear you at the satellite. Keep doing it. All right. Can we stand? I'm not going to make you run. Anyone afraid I was going to make you run? In this time, how has the enemy been using stuff to diss you? Take it back. And all of those diss words was a positive. What in your life are you carrying that you don't need to carry? Can I ask all of us to ask ourselves that question? Is it one of those five? read them. Close your eyes and listen to this. Have you been roped up by discouragement? Do you need courage back in your life? Number two, have you been disabled by some sin and you need that removed? Number three, has there been pride or disobedience in your life? said to God, I can run this race better without you. Number four, are you carrying huge disappointment? Number five, have you been massively distracted? Distracted, disappointed, disobedience, disabled. And I missed one. Discouraged. Thank you, team. What is it for you? I've been discouraged. I've been disappointed. Those are my things. There you go, out on the open. I've been discouraged. I've been disappointed. God, forgive me of the stuff that that has led to, the thought processes that that may have led to. Forgive me, Jesus. Lord, help me. Encouraged and to be courageous through your peace. Lord, remind me that when I'm disappointed, that doesn't matter because you're the one that appointed. You're the one pointing. I'll follow you, Jesus. In mighty name, amen. I wasn't going to do that. I felt like to model that. What does that look like for you? You know, you step up to a starting line. And uh, I remember I did this a couple of years ago, and it was just really powerful. Can we do Break Every Chain? That seems like an appropriate thing, sorry. I know you have a really pretty song probably planned, but I've got the mic. (laughs) Joking. All right. Would you step up to the the mark with me? I I, I honestly, um, pride is such a silly thing. It gets in the way. Are you willing to step up to the mark? And there is nothing special about this place. It's just a line on a basketball field court. But would you be interested in stepping up, coming to this line, coming up here, standing during the song and singing? 
all it does, all it says is, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for this race. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm ready. I've taken off this. So let's take the stuff off, and then would you be willing to step up? Let's worship together. Can we crowd up the front and at satellite service, feel free to do the same. Right, close your eyes. I'm just going to pray over you. Holy Spirit, I pray, I pray that you would do a revelation in the hearts of all of us today. Father, that we would, you would show us what this we are caught up on. Reveal to us the way forward, which is through you, the blood of Jesus. I want you to take 30 seconds. I want you to take 30 seconds in silence and just ask God, which one is mine? Discouraged, disconnected, disobedient. Others. All right, let's do that now. Jesus, I pray that those things would be released. If you're comfortable and willing, would you just hold out your hand? like just as a form of surrender to God. And I pray those shackles would be gone in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray where there had been disbelief, I pray where there had been fear, Lord, that there would be courage. Lord, this year, Lord, let this year be the year that all of us go, gosh, I I want more of you, God, and I'm willing to drop some stuff, even if it's hurtful and harmful, and maybe even embarrassing. Jesus, I want to run the race well for you, Lord. In your mighty name. Amen. Hey, don't, you know, if you don't want to come up, that is your prerogative. That's fine. No one's going to be, you don't need to be embarrassed. Um, No one's going to be looking at you. But for those who are keen to take a step physically, um, let's do that. And there is something about standing in a group of people, worshiping the God of gods, worshiping the uncreated created together in unity with the same spirit is powerful. And I want to start the year powerfully. I don't know about you. Amen.